So you are all uh, walking back from the Green Ivy Station. Um, it's now long behind you. Um, it didn't take very long for you to lose the station in the tree line anyway, um, just by merit of how uh, how thick these woods are and, you know, how, how you've experienced things before. Um, the rain has stopped not too long after you reach the, reach the station and uh, you see some sunlight. Uh, it, it seems like it's like the afternoon going into the evening. Um, it does make you feel like a little bit hopeful as you make your way back to Tattered Demalion with your new friends that you've made going to, uh, going to the station and realizing that they were waiting for something that was never going to arrive um and i need one of you to make a woods roll and by one of you i mean nick or caitlin nick caitlin nick <laughs> well we have reached an impasse this is this is the rest of the episode so so look at that runtime. it's just gonna be like a standoff with nick or caitlin yeah we'll have to give uh, you guys a timestamp of when we figure this out yeah uh, skip to skip to an hour and three minutes and forty seven seconds for us to make the woods roll. <laughs> Don't do that. Stay right here. All right. Well, <laughs> that sounds like uh, just a great episode. So uh, let me roll. Yeah. <laughs> that was a six. That was a six. Ooh. Ooh. Oh wait. So I gotta add stuff. I gotta add. Stuff. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. you so do. Minus that, your that, fear that, plus your hope. Minus fear. Hope. Uh, so that did not help me. Um, I have <laughs> oh, two no. hopes and three fears. Um, so that's a minus one, which means it's a five. Okay, Ouch. that's um, uh, that is still a miss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a six or lower, you are separated from the group and confronted by the fiends. Ooh. Caitlin was uh, smart. And you were not. <laughs> um, that uh, this again. <laughs> I actually sort of love that. For what there was a part of this episode that I a little bit wasn't sure about, um, and that actually fits some stuff in pretty perfectly. Uh, so you gotta love when the dice. I just know. Work. I'm just mm -hmm. like I, I was just gonna like feel it out and see how it went, and then like. I was given this gift right at the beginning of our recording. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Because our woods rolls have been like pretty good. Yeah, they it have the, been. I think it was the last episode was a miss as mm -hmm. well, right? I think it was like a partial uh, success, maybe? Yeah, it was a partial or, success. You guys have never yeah. had a miss on the woods roll. Um, last episode, we did have a confrontation with the fiend, but that was something different. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because that's actually like where one of, one of my fears came mm -hmm. from that because mm. the fiend was all like you'll soon be mine yeah <laughs> and yeah. Reggie went gulp <laughs> yeah um so Nicholas um how is Reggie separated from the group so because you're usually riding on Posey's shoulder so let, let's figure out a way that right. Reggie is like separated um, okay. Yeah. You, the the scene is that you know you're walking along the woods. Um, you see the sunlight. Uh, you feel like there's like a crisp fall breeze, but the sunlight makes you feel like a little bit cozy inside. Like it's one of those days. Um, you're riding on Posey's shoulder because that's where you've been for 
this whole game. Um, <laughs> and uh, yep. yeah, and uh, you're surrounded by um, by the people that you are that you have been uh, traveling with. Uh, you know, the Frankenstein plush and uh, like Horton the Owl is riding on someone's shoulder and, and such. So, mm-hmm. so how would you like to be separated? So I think as we're walking along, uh, Reggie happens to see out of the corner of his eye a little colorful, shiny thing um, just off of the trail, and uh, it looks uh, like a piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah, uh, And he's going to clamber down uh, and kind of, well, like kind of, and like everybody just continues to like keep on walking a little bit and he kind of like glances at him but glances at the piece of candy and is going to go over to Monchit and as he approaches uh, it sprouts wings and flies away it was actually just a colorful beetle mm. um, and uh, this startles Reggie and he tries to grab it anyway because bugs are also tasty mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and it lures him off the path just a little bit more uh, unable to catch it, he sighs and turns to join the group to find that they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, this is just sort of a feature of the woods. Um, it feels so like when you're walking through the woods, like the, you're not like, you know, squeezing through trees or anything. It feels like the trees are pretty spaced out, but you just can't see anything around you. Like it's almost like um, the space that you're in is is like enough for you to get through but then just like this oppressive force of trees on all sides of it um so yeah you go to turn back to the group after trying to get your snack and um you see that they are no longer there um and there's uh, Posey, <laughs> odell and uh, as you're calling out, there's this like feeling of dread that slowly like um, that slowly creeps up in your chest, and you feel a shadow darkness almost like enveloping you. Big scary tree person, somebody! <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, you look up, and uh, you see the fiend is hovering over you. Um, its wings are extending out into the shadows that are starting to envelop you. Oh, oh, sticks, oh, sticks, oh, sticks, oh, sticks! And like, uh, uh, Reggie is going to like back up and then like turn and try to run away. Yeah, it it's almost like um you know how in old cartoons they would just like run but it would be like the same things just like in the background all the time. It almost yeah. feels like that. And uh as you're doing that you you feel this feeling creeping up. You remember the last time you confronted the fiend that promise that you would stay in these woods. Um Posey comes to mind, your new friends, and uh, even Odell, who is also, you know, becoming your friend, uh, they come to mind as you think of them possibly leaving, especially as you get to Tattered Demalion, knowing that that is likely the end of their journey here. Um, And you think about being alone and being in the woods again and what happens at night in the woods. What do you do? Yeah, uh, I think like... Reggie is like the immediate panic of the fiend is like like dissolving into like a a general like sense of overwhelm 
like mm-hmm. uh, like it's this overwhelming like uh, just everything like you know the realization that his journey with Posey and Odell is coming to an end the the fact that uh, you know he may be alone again the the realization that he isn't something special like he thought he might be and uh, and that all on top of that being stuck here in the woods with the fiend looming down on him uh, in the immediate moment right now is like almost too much to bear and as he's like running and the fiend is just like omnipresent like never actually getting any further away from him um he like kind of stops and like breathing hard and looks up at the fiend and plays dead (laughs) 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 it just kind of like closes his eyes and like plays dead and just goes Go away, 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 go away. I just want to just go away. Um, yeah, so Reggie, uh, Reggie does, in fact, um, play dead. <laughs> um, the fiend starts to, uh, at first you think maybe it's working, but then you feel, um, even though, like, your eyes are, are closed, you feel something, like, coming closer to you anyway um the fiend isn't like touching you but you just like feel this sense of dread you're not even sure if like you reach out what the fiend would even feel like like it it seems like it's almost like made of shadows and made of like anxiety but uh so you can make a fiend roll if you want but i'm going to say that the fiend is going to lean closer to you and say you'll always be alone here Reggie is gonna say like not getting up and not opening his eyes but like in response to the fiend he's going to say maybe but I'm used to it by now what do you even want I'm just helping you give in you don't have to go back to those people it'll be easier if you just leave now just let them go on their journey then you won't have the pain of saying goodbye. But what do you want with them? I don't have to want anything with them. I just want you to just leave. And if I do, will you leave Posey and Odell alone? You, uh, I I will say right now, um, Reggie can believe whatever he wants to believe uh, Uh. about, about that, but... Uh, the fiend's like is in fact capable of lying and, and right, you do know from right. your past experiences uh, that the fiend um, a lot of what he's doing is trying to make people give in to like their worst desires and uh-huh. uh, the fiend will say I'll make sure that everything is better for them that they're the way they're supposed to be where they're supposed to be Yeah, Reggie doesn't like that answer. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think if there's like a move I can make. Yeah, I think um, I think I'm gonna do a face your fear. That that seems to make sense. Ooh, there's also an aha move for the fiend when you can mm-hmm. attempt to prove that the fiend is lying or wrong. Ooh. So that's um, when you're confronted by the fiend. Roll minus your fear, and then there's a couple other moves you can do. I think aha actually works in this moment because the fiend is being like intentionally like misleading. Mm-hmm. 
So that's plus hope. So that's eight plus two is ten. That is a success. You catch it by surprise and reveal a weakness. Mm -hmm. Retreats. And the shadow crumbles. Minus Uh one fear. So um, you feel the fiend looming over you. Um, The the dark shadows that make up its wings are, are basically like surrounding you, almost enveloping you. And you feel... Almost like um, the darkness, like creeping up your body, and it's it's almost like you're about to be submerged in water. Um, but instead, it's these like shadows of the fiend as it's trying to pull you into um, basically the worst parts of yourself, like your worst fears, your worst anxieties, things like that. So, uh, what happens? So as he's looming down, and as he says these things, and says that, you know. Odell and Posey will be fine. Reggie just needs to give in. And Reggie, who is still, like, laying there, like, despite this conversation, still, like, mostly playing dead, uh, just as this, like, natural instinctive response, like, you know, if I stay still, he'll go away. And something just, like, clicks. And Reggie, like, snaps his eyes open and jumps to his feet and go. You're faking. You're lying. You can't fake a faker. You're not going to leave Odell and Posey alone. You just want me to submit. I can see through your lies. He says, just like baring his teeth and shouting up into this looming shadow. Yeah. And uh, what happens to the fiend? I think the fiend is suddenly startled. Mm -hmm. You know, because like... Uh, Reggie went from, like, cowering on the ground, basically, this pathetic, defenseless little creature, to suddenly leaping up and, like, shouting at the fiend in this surge of confidence and uh, energy. And I think that sudden shift uh, surprises the fiend and just the, the passion of it kind of, like, forces him backwards. Yeah. Yeah, so as um, Reggie pops up, um, it, it, you're right, it wasn't something that the Fiend was expecting. It was expecting Reggie to just, like, give in because it, you know, it saw this creature that was literally playing dead, um, like, saw it as sort of an easy target. Um, and when Reggie jumps up, it's almost like he, like, pushes the shadow back out of the way and makes a little space for himself as he um, talks up to the fiend, saying that the fiend is lying and calling it out. Um, and the fiend slowly starts to shrink as Reggie uh, as Reggie talks to it. Um, and the shadows start to retreat until they're just the shadows that are you know being made by the trees and you see the uh sun come back out and um has the group noticed that reggie is missing um i'm gonna say that uh adela is likely talking to um the ticket taker or somebody else in the group so probably not okay uh what about posey um, I think that she would probably have noticed when he like clambered down, but I think she might have been excited by like being in the group and like talking to everybody. So I think like she's starting to realize that like wait a minute, Reggie isn't quite 
with us, but it hasn't like registered on like a, mm -hmm. oh no, like mm -hmm. this is bad. Where'd he go? Yeah. I'm sure Reggie has like clambered down uh, several times during the, the course of yeah. our traveling together to eat something on the ground, but he'll usually come, come right back and he yeah. hasn't at this point. So yeah, so Posey is just sort of starting to realize like, wait a minute, like, Reggie's usually back by now. Um, Reggie, as you see the shadows, like the last of the shadows retreating into their like natural forms, um, you hear the clamoring of the group, um, you know, just off to the side. Uh, you hear Odell talking to the ticket taker. You hear, uh, you hear Horton uh, hooting a little <laughs> bit. And uh, you, uh, and you just hear them, you know, all walking through the woods. Uh, branches cracking and under their feet and uh, leaves making a very pleasant crackling sound as they step on them. Yeah. Um, Reggie's going to like take a moment and like kind of wide-eyed glancing around like the shadows in place and like kind of sighs and goes, leaves and sticks and turns and goes <laughs> to catch up with the, the rest of the group. Yeah. Uh, it's not a trick. You do in fact get back to the group. This is like our tartar sauce of the, of the show. Tartar sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tartar sauce. I'm gonna start putting the uh, start putting the you know old man Jenkins jalopy like uh, little horns over. I sticks. love the young people. <laughs> or like the dolphin noises. And uh -huh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Reggie, you get back to the crew. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just... Reggie doesn't say anything. He, okay. just, he just joins the group. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just, uh, yeah, Posey, as you're looking around, uh, you see Reggie emerge from like, uh, from like a bush, basically, and um, climb back up onto your shoulder like he has before. And Well, Reggie's going to say, I thought I saw a piece of candy, but it was just a bug. And then he kind of like glances into the woods in the direction that the fiend was. A tiny, pathetic bug. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> sassy. <laughs> Very sassy. Yeah. Um, you guys, uh, you only walk for another minute or two, and uh, you see a break in the trees, and you see the familiar sights of Tattered Damalion. And um, the two brothers, uh, Cinder and what's the other one's name? Cinder and Cedar. I always want to call them Cinder and Shard, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the wrong podcast. Uh, Listen to Tales of the Void Fair everywhere you get podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so you see uh, Cinder and Cedar uh, run ahead as they as they see their home in front of them. Um, but like when you guys break through the trees and get to Tattered Damalion, as you get closer, you you sort of expected, um, you expected to see uh, a big crowd of people, everyone having fun, like, you expected to see a festival, because that's what, you know, the Harvest Festival, like, is. Um, as you get there, you do see some people out, and they all are pretty familiar faces. Uh, you see the uh, string quartet ready to go, and the little uh, fruit and vegetable children. Um, you see your trumpeter and bassoon friends, um, along with some like uh, candy people and some bugs. And uh, was that 
all the ones you went. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you do see some people like that, and they're all looking around like sort of confused um, because it seems like everything from the festival has been like torn down and not like just like taken down and put away but like destroyed and the town seems like almost barren so what do you guys do oh no something bad happened here yeah does kind of look like that and um odell's going to Try to look around for uh, who is it? Who's the that we talked to before? It was a was a scarecrow that was like um, getting the band together, right? Are they yeah, around? Yeah, he he was a conductor. Um, you don't you don't see him around, but you can look for him if you would like to. Uh, yeah, it seems like a natural leader. So I think Odell's gonna try to look for look for him, and I think I'll make a roll for that then. Okay. Take, Take that gander. Yeah. Let's see, that's a natural seven. Okay, and that's plus your noodle. My noodle, that's an eight. All right, so that is a partial success. Um, and choose one from the list. Um, I'm just gonna see someone that could help. Um, someone that I could help or that could help me. Uh, that could help us. Um, and so I'm not going to find the conductor, but I am going to see another scarecrow um, mm-hmm. that's just kind of sitting there looking um, distressed, looking at all of the, uh, you know, like destroyed decorations and everything in town and ask them, uh, so where's the conductor um, guy? Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, you see what, what you said, uh, there's a, there's a scarecrow who, um, I'll say that he's, like, uh, I, I have a lot of male scarecrows, I will say that they have come out of, uh, come out of their house, um, almost, like, with the broom to forlornly sort of, like, sweep up some of the rubble, um, that, uh, that has collected, and, um, Odell comes up to them and, and is like, uh, you know, uh, what, what exactly did he say? Uh, where's the conductor guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, and, uh, <laughs> the scarecrow sighs, and, uh, they say, well, he's probably in his house. He lives over there. And uh, they point over to to a house. A lot of houses look alike, but that that one that they point to is the conductor's house. And he's like, they can't, he canceled the festival. I don't know if it's going to go on anymore, but I don't think so. All right. Well, um, what happened here? I... I don't know. No one knows. Everything was just destroyed, and someone took the conductor's baton. Do you need the baton? Yeah, how else will he direct the band? Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen conductors just use their hands, but okay. That's not how it works that I've ever seen it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they say <laughs> no <laughs> and Odell is like alright well this is this is gonna go nowhere <laughs> he's just like uh, alright well I guess I'll go talk to him thanks for pointing it out yeah sure 
And, he's uh, just like as he's sniffling, like yeah, sure, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're 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 wiping their eyes. There's no tears, but like you hear sniffling. Um, they they wipe their eyes and go back to uh, sweeping with their little homemade broom. Um, <laughs> Oh no, the harvest festival is canceled. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you uh, you guys walk across. Uh, who who all is going in this group? Are you guys taking any like NPCs with you, or is it just Odell at this point? And like, which of the PCs I guess are also following? I'm on Posey's shoulder, so I will go where she goes. And I think she would follow Odell. Okay. Um, are any of the NPCs following you? I'll let you guys sort of like loosely control that. Or uh, and if they don't, we can also just have them be like, "Oh, look, my friends," and and talk to the other people if you don't want them in the way. Yeah, I would say like, or the ticket taker is probably gonna come with us. I would say the other ones, like Horton and everybody, are just kind of like filtering out into the town and just kind of meandering. Uh, Reggie's gonna keep an eye on Grasshopper Man. He doesn't trust that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the uh, the giant grasshopper wearing like the old timey suit um, is uh, talking to some of the other bugs that have uh, made this journey to the harvest festival, and um, you have the ticket taker with you. Um, he looks like he doesn't know what to do. That's sort of like, oh, I don't know anyone at this party. So uh, he does he does stick with you guys um, and follows you to the conductor's house. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is the guy that's like most out of place here. Yeah, he's like, oh, those people are mad at me and those other people are strangers. <laughs> 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 so he's he sticks with you guys. Why do I even come to this party? Yeah, <laughs> this party's really lame. I could um, stay at home and play Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so you go up to the conductor's house and uh, presumably knock on the door. Heck um yeah. And uh, the door opens, and uh, the conductor does, in fact, answer. Um, but uh, before where he was, like, um, sort of, like, friendly and warm, um, it now even looks like he's a little bit more beaten up, like, looking a little bit, um, like, um, more ragged, older, um, and just, like, really disappointed. And uh, he, he sees you all, and he says... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint all of you, but the Harvest Festival is canceled, and uh, he goes to close the door. Wait, why is it canceled? He stops and uh, gestures to everything. Uh, no, he stops and sort of like uh, <laughs> he stops and uh, like looks out and, and and like vaguely gestures gestures, and he's like, everything is destroyed and. Even worse, my baton is gone. Someone stole it. We can't have the harvest festival like this. So, we've just given up. Uh, well, well, I mean, we've found enough of the rest of your band. I'm sure finding a baton can't be that much harder. Yeah, I'm a detective. And Posey's a detective. I'm sure we can find it. He sighs and says, you can try, but 
I don't know that we'll have everything in time. Well, if we find your baton, could we still have a harvest festival? Um, if you do make a move, I'm going to do a team up to help. Well, I think you could probably put that under the, the step up when you present yourself to folks as a leader, diplomat, or other authority figure. Roll mush. Okay. Mm. Let me read that real fast. I am, in fact, a detective. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so use team up and step up. Yeah, and my my friendship with Posey is two. So um, you, that means, Caitlin, when you make your roll, mm -hmm. you can choose to re-roll one of their two dice, but miss take the new result. Okay. So if you get a low number on one of your dice, you can re-roll it if you choose. Ooh. Crackly, crackly. <laughs> crackly, crackly. Okay. Um, I think I do want to re-roll the one. Okay. Because I rolled one. Uh-huh. And uh, if you want to, there's like wishes and things. Um, oh, this yeah. is the la this is the last episode. So if you guys want to blow so, all your XP, by all means. <laughs> well, I rolled a five on the first one, and then I rolled a one on the second one. Rerolled that with um, Reggie's assist, mm -hmm. and got another five. So that's a ten. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ooh. an eleven plus my own mush. Oh, uh -huh. very nice. It and the flavor behind that is like Reggie is on on Posey's shoulder and like like accenting her arguments with like little interjections mm -hmm. like you know to to help uh, to help her along and to uh, make the argument sound super extra convincing. Just throwing in a like yeah every here and then, <laughs> and then like uh, in the end he'll add he'll add one point and say um, yeah you don't need all the fancy decorations or even a stage. As long as you have yourselves and your instruments, you can make music wherever. Um, yeah, so the scarecrow is almost about to close the door again and just give up. Um, but he pauses uh, for a moment and sort of like thinks about it and stands up a little bit straighter. And uh, he says... Yes, you're you're a detective. Maybe you can find my 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 baton, and maybe we can do this harvest festival after all. Yeah, that's the spirit. And uh, he opens the door more, and he's like, "Come inside. I'll show you what I've found." Okay. Yes. I think Posey will kind of like <laughs> shove by everybody else, like, "Yes, detective." Yeah. Time. Odell was like actually about to like gesture to let Posey um, go first, and then Posey, like, shoves by him, and he's like, oh, oh okay, alright. Yeah, and uh, the ticket taker follows after all of you still unsure of what to do. Um, <laughs> still don't know his name. And yeah. Posey's, like, pulling out the uh, magnifying glass, like, alright, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, all the all the things through the magnifying glass in the conductor's house are magnified. Um, it looks <laughs> it looks like your average little uh, 
little little home um it has like a tiny little kitchen that you see in like a living area um there's there's stairs that lead up to the second floor of what you can assume are like a like a bedroom or an attic um everything is like made of of what appear to be like farm materials um so like you know the couch is like made of hay and stuff like that um and he takes you over to a little table um there was a uh what looks almost like a shadow box with with glass on top of it that's been smashed um and on some of the jagged glass there is a uh, a piece of golden flannel um and the conductor um points to it and says that's what i found this morning and everything was destroyed this does the broken glass have the remaining like letters say break in case of fiend (laughs) (laughs) i think posies as we said has her magnifying glass out and she's going to inspect that piece of golden flannel yeah um so posy is able to pretty easily um pick it up um the flannel is like is like gold it's it's not it's not a color that you've seen on any scarecrow so far. Um, a lot of them are wearing flannel, um, and they're wearing flannel in like all sorts of different colors. Um, but you haven't seen like gold like this. Um, while like uh, Reggie's still on Posey's shoulder, uh, while while she's uh, examining the the bit of flannel, Reggie's gonna turn to the conductor and go, "Posey's a really good detective. I bet she knows exactly who that who did this." Just based on this clue, right, Posey? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the conductor looks excitedly at Posey, and he's like, "Have you really already cracked the case?" I think she's gonna like give Reggie a dirty look, and then <laughs> 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 like turn around and look at the conductor, and just say. Well, I have my suspicions, but we need to investigate further. Very professional answer. Yes. <laughs> Odell literally says, like, mm, very professional. <laughs> and uh, the, the conductor nods and is like, yes, that does sound right. You want to, you want to build your case <laughs> when they go to Scarecrow Court. Um, everybody just takes Posey 100% seriously. They're like, yes, yes, no, 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 you are an expert. And she's like... Of course. <laughs> what else would I be? I told you I was a de- detective. She like has no sense of like, well, not technically, but because I said so, it's fine. And nobody asks for her credentials. Her, her badge is like shining in, in the in the little house. Um, now, now I'm just picturing like a scarecrow judge with like a corncob gavel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he, uh, he says, um, I, I have my suspicions too, if you would like to hear them. Yes, of course. Um, and he says, uh, the only, the only person I've ever seen with flannel that even looks like it could be like that is, is Marvin, who lives two houses down. Marvin. That Marvin, always up to trouble. (laughs) <laughs> and he 
he's like, yes, I agree. I, I used to think he was a good neighbor, and sometimes he would lend me some sugar when I needed it for my recipes, but now I think maybe he was just trying to scope out the place to steal my baton. Why do you think Marvin would do that? I don't know, probably to ruin the festival. Did Marvin not want a festival? No, he was excited about it, but maybe he was lying. Hmm. Well, we can always go talk to him. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. Also, when did your baton go missing? Just this morning. It was there last night after our last rehearsal, and when I woke up this morning, everything outside was destroyed and my baton was missing. And do you think Marvin did everything outside? I'm sure he did that, Marvin. Alright, not a fan of Marvin. I think we should go talk to Marvin. Yes, I agree. Go talk to him and maybe you can arrest him, too. Um, I... that... I'm just a detective. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll talk to him. Okay, good, good. <laughs> We're on the case! It's time to investigate! And Odell just gives, like, an affirmative, like, hmm, and, like, <laughs> it's, like, a very, like, anime moment, where, like, <laughs> you have somebody, like, do the little, like, head nod of understanding at the end of a conversation. That's mm -hmm. exactly what he does. Yeah, so, uh, what do you guys do next? I think Posey will, uh, I think get to the door... Mm -hmm. And, like, very confidently striding out and then get there and go, wait a minute, and turn back and, like, gesture at the conductor, like, this way or this way? Two houses <laughs> down. <laughs> uh, he, he points and he says, two houses down to the east. To the east. And then she, she'll, like, walk through the door and then... Uh, when Odell is all the way out, she'll probably, like, tug on his sleeve and go, Is, is this way east? And, um, and Odell will, like, grab Potsy's hand and point in the opposite direction and say, Nope, this way. Oh, okay. Thanks, Odell. Whoa. How did you know that, Odell? Um, you know, just really, really good with directions. Oh. Yep. Well, it must be really embarrassing for you to go lost. <laughs> <laughs> and Odell will just kind of be like, do like a very like embarrassed look because that is actually very embarrassing for him. He's like, mm. he touched on a sensitive area. <laughs> Posey still trusts you completely. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you do go two houses down to the east. Um, everyone, uh, so as you're getting, like, more into the town, um, where before everyone was out and, um, about getting set up for the Harvest Festival, it's almost like you're in a ghost town. Like, all your, uh, other friends that you've made before are sort of up where the, um, up where the, uh, 
the gazebo the pavilion once was uh, that you saw like lanterns being put out around to like decorate um, that is now like destroyed and you know like uh, stripped down to you know wooden nails basically and uh, yeah you go down this like basically empty street two houses down to Marvin's house and uh, do you knock on the door yes Um, a, uh, scarecrow wearing a blue flannel opens the door. Um, yes, can I, can I help you? We know you took the baton! My name is Lady Detective Posey Drew Fisher, and I have some questions for you, if you wouldn't mind answering them for me. He looks at you sort of suspiciously, and he's like, what, what kind of questions? Well... Good ones. <laughs> if I ask them of you, then maybe you could just answer them and then it would be fine. Hmm. I, I do like good questions. <laughs> ask, ask, ask your good questions. Well, Mr. Marvin. How, how do you know my name? She's a really good detective. <laughs> well, I'm the one asking questions here. <laughs> uh, he he strokes his chin and he says I guess that's true <laughs> Marvin do you happen to own a gold flannel um, and he says yes and it was stolen is that what you're asking questions about I think she looks surprised like wait that was not the answer that she was expecting was. And, and Odell will like pick right up there and just be like, didn't she say she's the one asking questions here? <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, you're right. It was my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie just nods. I think she'll kind of like shake her head a little bit and go, your, your gold flannel was stolen? When was it stolen? Well, it was when my friend Lainey was here, and she looked at it, and she said that she really liked it, and she thought it was really pretty. And then I said, do you want to borrow it sometime? And she said yes, but she's not my friend anymore, so it was stolen. Wait. <laughs> Did you let her borrow it, and then you weren't friends anymore, and so it's stolen? Or did she not borrow it yet, and... Then you weren't friends anymore, and now it's stolen. She, she, I, I offered it to her, and she took it, but now we aren't friends anymore, so it's stolen. She has it. Okay. Well, that doesn't seem very stolen to me, but I will go investigate that as well. But I also have one more question for you. Yes. Are you excited about the Harvest Festival? Um, he, he, he narrows his eyes and he says, the Harvest Festival is canceled. Before it was canceled, were you excited about the Harvest Festival? Yes, but now I don't want to see Lainey anymore because she stole my flannel. If I talk to Lainey, wait, why are you not friends with Lainey anymore? Friends are important. Um, he, he thinks about that for a second <laughs> And um, he's like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. But she stole my flannel, so that's a good reason not to be friends. <laughs> I think she's just looking at Marvin like, 
Why? <laughs> like, so exasperated. You let her borrow it. Odell's gonna tap Posey on the shoulder and say, uh, since, since you're asking questions here, um, can you ask about if, if he thinks Lainey did the, all of this? And he'll gesture behind him. Oh, that's a good one. And then she'll turn back and go, do you think that maybe Lainey would have done all of this? And then she gestures to all of the destruction. <laughs> and uh, he he looks out of it. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure she did. You're a good detective to figure that out. Is there anything that would make you think that Lainey did it? Well, she's not my friend anymore. Got it. <laughs> well, could you point me to where Lainey lives so I can talk to her? Um, and he points, uh, uh, he points at a house that's across the street, but like, you know, uh, maybe let's say like four houses down. Uh, she lives in that one right there with the, with the red door. Okay. We are going to the house with the red door. <laughs> Posey will thank Marvin for answering the questions and then promptly make her way to Lainey's house. Uh, while, while, uh, we're heading over there, Reggie's going to like in, into like Posey's ear go. Obviously, Lainey knew that Marvin stole the baton, and to get back at him, she stole his flannel, right? That's a good hypothesis, but we have to gather more evidence. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, as you all are walking, um, Odell, you get like a nervous feeling in the pit of your stomach. Um, so you're walking sort of behind Noisy Posey. You're walking. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't talk. Um, Noisy Posey. That sounds about right. <laughs> once Nosy the kids, Posey. once the kids figure out that one, it is over for Posey. <laughs> oh my god, she's like, I'm a detective, and they're like, Nosy Posey, she's asking questions again. <laughs> oh poor Posey um, so you're walking behind Posey um, and uh, you feel just like all of a sudden like this like overwhelming anxiety in the pit of your stomach and um, you as, as Posey sort of marches ahead, e ahead um, you see rising out of her shadow um, eyes like the eyes of the fiend sort of looking back at you um and the shadow darts off in between two houses and uh, you hear a voice in in the back of your mind go come here but come alone and um odell is gonna kind of i guess in in inquisitively kind of tilt his head to where the shadow kind of darted off to and um just kind of slowly like trail off from the group and um head off in that direction um yeah you are able to do it as they continue to walk down to the other uh the other houses um you go in between the two houses in, in a little like makeshift alleyway um there's like barrels and some uh bales of hay and things like that um maybe even like a pitchfork leaning up against one of the walls so uh you go into the alleyway and you see the fiend emerging from the uh the shadows uh that are being cast by the houses um as you're looking at the fiend and the fiend is is staring down at you um you start to feel 
everything come bubbling up to the surface. Uh, dread overtakes like basically all of you growing from that pit in your stomach to just like being almost overwhelming. Um, what Reggie said, not you know, not even like 10, 15 minutes ago, is sort of like bouncing around your head, like, oh, you're good with directions, like how could you get lost? And that almost echoes into um, into things other people have said, like, you know, when, uh, when you're praised for being responsible with Posey and being a good babysitter, and you're realizing that you sort of like failed in that sense, um, that you got lost with Posey, you were supposed to watch her, um, but that didn't work. Like you've stuck with her, but you know, you've gotten back to where um, you were intending to st to get your way home and everything is sort of like ruined. Uh, what else is going through uh, Odell's mind right now? Um, so I think uh, Odell's really just, uh, his mind is, is kind of replaying the, well, that must have been so embarrassing for you. And um, Odell is, is kind of, having like um the same kind of feeling that he had when the spider was confronting him the mm -hmm. agent of the fiend before um and uh odell is just you know i i didn't i didn't we were right there like the i didn't get us lost like it's just i I, w I knew exactly where I was going, and and he's just kind of running through the scenario in his head over and over again, and, and kind of you know hearing the voice repeat, and uh, you know that must be so embarrassing for you, and uh, he hears a, a voice of his um, his his uh, what he imagines to be his mother, um, telling him that you know I'm so disappointed in you, and he. Uh, you know, feels like this just absolute, like, um, feeling of, like, disappointment, I think, come over. I am of just, like, it's the same feeling of, like, you and your parents say, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. uh, and it hurts way worse. And it's, like, that feeling um, in his stomach, and it's just kind of, uh, you know, over and over again, I'm just, like, I, I did my best, like, and I don't... I don't understand like why we ended up getting lost and he just I, I didn't I I'm doing my best and we're we're helping people and I'm I'm a good person I didn't fail it just it, 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 he's just he doesn't really know where to go um like in his mind anymore and he's just kind of getting lost in in these um kind of repeating um lines over and over again in his head yeah, um, as that's all happening, you feel like everything, everything that happened with the spider, um, it it all came to the surface, and then you quickly sort of like clamped it down again, um, as you like realized the fiend was there and, and manipulating things. Um, but that's all now come back up, um, and as you feel that. Uh, as you feel that sort of like start to overtake you, that lump in your throat getting like bigger and tighter, um, the fiend says to you, You can still help Posey. She can still get home. If you stay here, I will let her leave. Odell will say, um, kind of like, you can, you can do that? I can get her the path home. She can go on. Only if you stay here. But why would I need to stay here? 
It's a trade. That's my price. And um, and Odell will just kind of um, after after hearing him say uh, it's a trade. That's my price. Um, he'll kind of hear um, another part of his uh, like internal voice saying like, "Well, that's fair. Posey's better than you anyway." And and Posey's a better kid than you, more responsible and more mature than you were at that age. And and she she deserves she deserves everything, and you deserve nothing. You failed. And he just hears all of these like negative thoughts about himself that he's kind of carried with him. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he's like, well, you you were supposed to be responsible, and you you need to make sure she gets home at any cost, and it doesn't matter if it's at your own expense um and yeah he just kind of like uh enumerates on that for a bit and and doesn't really say anything after that he's just yeah i just maybe maybe i did deserve this and she can still make her way out uh i think once once he says uh she can still make her way out um Odell also remembers, uh, while he's kind of hearing all of these different internal voices and reflecting on everything that he's done, he also hears, um, Posey, like, saying, um, you know, Odell is in charge, um, and thinks about the, the moments where, uh, Odell has had to, um, be a supportive, um, figure, for Posey and has led her in the right direction and he mm-hmm. literally remembers like a few minutes ago like pointing her in the right direction on the investigation mm-hmm. um, and just kind of remembers all of these moments where he's had to um, you know be a leader or um, you know uh, support Posey and whatever she's doing and also Reggie uh, and kind of thinking about that and uh there's a part of him that um, he hears saying that, you know, Posey won't be able to get out without you. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you you have helped, even though you are lost. Um, and there's, like, you, you, you still have more work to do, essentially. And so, um, I guess I'm going to do a fiend roll now. Okay. All right, so that is uh, which which thing are which move are you doing with the fiend? That's that's a good question because I'm gonna look at it right now. I guess I'm gonna do aha too. Okay. Um, and it's plus hope. I have two hope. Um, mm-hmm. that's a natural seven, so that's a that's a nine, so it's still the same one. Okay. Yeah, that is a uh, partial success. Um. So when you're attempting to prove the fiend or shadow lying or wrong, call it out and roll plus hope. Uh, what is your call out to the fiend? So what was the last thing the fiend said again? It's like, uh, she can still find her way home. Yeah, she can still find her way home. Um, and, and Odell will say, no, she, she can't, not without my help. And like, she needs me. I need to get back to her. You're you're full of crap. You're lying to me. You wouldn't help her get home. You just want me to stay here. You want Posey to stay here. You want everyone to stay here. And she needs me. 
Um, yeah, the fiend grows larger in size and it's almost like it blocks out the sun. Everything around you is just all of a sudden dark and it, it feels like in that moment the only things in the universe are you and the fiend. And uh, the fiend says, Are you really going to leave her? Are you really going to leave her without a way home so that you'll be here lost forever? No, not at all. She, she needs me and I need her. The fiend uh, sort of like pulls its shadows back a little bit and you, the, the, your surroundings sort of come back into your awareness. Like the sun continues to beat down. Um, well, not beat down. The sun continues to shine. Um, and uh, the fiend says, You'll be sorry for this. You'll regret it. And I'll always be here. And uh, it fades sort of back into the shadows. And I think Odell's kind of like... He doesn't notice it at first, but he had his fists clenched very tightly, and his nails were digging into the palm of his hand, and mm-hmm. um, he unclenches his fists a bit, um, and then starts chewing his nails, and he uh, starts uh, focusing on his breathing a bit, and trying to slow his heart rate down, because he notices that he now has felt very worked up. But as he's doing that, he'll start um, making his way back to the group to see if he can um, find the house that they were going to with the red door. Yeah, and uh, it's sort of like with Reggie, as uh, as Posey turns a corner, she sort of realizes that Odell isn't where uh, she expected him to be behind her. Uh, but as she begins to look, she sees him coming out from in between two houses. Did you find a clue? Um, I think I did. Um, I don't know if it's gonna, I don't know if it's gonna help you, uh, figure out who did all of this. And he gestures again to everything. (laughs) But, um, I did find something that I think will help. And he just kind of pats Posey's shoulder. And I'm sure that was very cryptic and confusing for her. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But I think... I think she does trust Odell, so if he's not telling her right now, then it's probably fine to just wait. And it'll it'll probably come up later. I guess she would kind of like smile up at him and then be like, Are you ready to come talk to Laney with me? Um, and then Odell will kinda let out like a sigh and just Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yay! And then she will knock on Lainey's door. Hello, listeners. I am your GM and host, Fiona L.F. Kelly. Congratulations, you've reached the final episode of Lost. I really hope you've been enjoying listening as much as we've enjoyed playing. I'm really sad to be leaving our trio and our Lost world behind, but I'm so happy with how the season turned out. This couldn't have happened without our incredible players, Roger, Caitlin, and Nick, Adam Voss, who is the designer of Babes in the Wood, Tom Goldthwaite, who wrote and performed oodles of music for the show, played the bassoonist Marlowe, and helped me develop the story. Chelsea Rexinger, who provided the art for the show and played the Candy Witch and all of our wonderful guests. 
those guests are Garrett Kimmel, Annie Kimmel, Tyler Matthews, Anna Kolar, Tom Goldthwaite, Chelsea Rexinger, Saker, Chuck, Cliff B. Wilfong Jr., and Tanner Bivens. Our next episode will be a totally out-of-character retrospective episode about the game and the season. We'll be having two different segments on the episode, one with the cast and one with Adam Voss, the Babes in the Wood game designer. If you have any questions for Adam or for me, Tom, Nick, Caitlin, or Roger, let us know on our Discord or on social media. You have until April 22nd at 5 p.m. to get your questions in for Adam or to ask how Tom and I handled the mechanical parts of the game. The cast deadline is TVD, but will be sometime next week, so keep an eye out. Also, if you've been enjoying listening to the game and want to get a copy of your own but miss the Kickstarter, you can still pre-order the game until May. Head over to babesinthewood.backerkit.com to snag your own copy of Babes in the Woods 2nd Edition. But even if you miss that deadline, you'll still be able to order copies of babes at worldchamp.io. Adam was nice enough to provide us with advanced beta materials so we could play the game on the show, and I'm so excited to get the final, full, beautiful hardcover copy. Tanner Bivens returns this episode as our ticket taker. Tanner is also a Project Derailed regular. When he's not busy getting his PhD, Tanner plays the wizard and scholar Marco Astorio on Tales of the Voidfarer. Our players today, as always, are Nick Eurosiva, Roger Page, and Caitlin Camp. You can find Nick DMing the Spelljammer-inspired actual play fifth edition podcast, Tales of the Voidfarer. He's also been a guest on my other Project Derailed podcast, Big Streaming Pile, a podcast about bad movies on streaming services. In addition to playing our favorite Big Hood Odell, Roger streams games like Animal Crossing, Fall Guys, and Amnesia on Facebook and Twitch. To become one of his virtual neighbors and support his streaming, check out Mr. Roger on Facebook or go to twitch.tv slash Mr. Roger. That's Mr. Roger spelled M-I-S-T-E-R-R-O-D-G-E-R. If you're looking for more Fables Around the Table content to fill that podcast-sized hole in your heart, consider checking out Fables Around the Table Firelight. If you're not totally ready to leave the autumnal spirit Lost brings behind, you can revel in four Halloween and horror-themed one-shots in Firelight. Your tricks and treats in Firelight include the mystery of the cryptid terrorizing Camp Marigold, a road trip gone wrong, kittens on an adventure, and a sleep study that turns into a nightmare. Firelight is one of our five complete seasons available for your listening pleasure. And if you like what we do here at Project Derailed, you can visit our website, projectderailed.com, for more about our podcast, articles on media and pop culture, and more. Additionally, if you want to talk to other fans of the show, you can join our Discord by heading over to projectderailed.com Discord. And if you'd like some merch for the show, you can head over to bit.ly slash derailed shop. And of course, it always helps other people find the podcast if you leave us a review of the show on your podcast catcher of choice and follow us on social media just search for fables around the table or at table fables pod now for a quick word from this episode's sponsor and also my cat Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and be immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add fables around the table in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Now let's get back to the show. And uh, a scarecrow uh, opens the door. This scarecrow is wearing a orange flannel. Um, and uh, she goes, yes, uh, can I help you? Is your name Lainey? 
Yes? Well, I am Lady Detective Posey Drew Fisher, and I have some questions for you if you would be so kind to uh, to answer them for me. Oh, a, a lady detective. Um, I, I can't turn down questions from a lady detective. <laughs> the highest rank of detective. <laughs> the, the best kind. What, what, sorry, what color flannel did you say she was wearing? Uh, orange. 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 Um, I think Posey will note her orange flannel and say, do you happen to have the gold flannel that was Marvin's flannel? Um, and she uh, pokes her head out of the door a little bit more and she glares and she goes, oh, that Marvin? No, I don't have it. I think that it was taken. I was looking for it this morning because he came demanding it back, saying I stole it and it wasn't where I left it. Posey will look very seriously at Lainey and say, so you borrowed it and now it's missing? Yes. When, when did you notice it was missing? Just this morning when Marvin asked? Yes, this morning. I went out to see to see what happened to all the festival decorations, just like everyone else. And Marvin came stomping up to me, and he said that I had stolen his flannel, even though he offered to let me borrow it. And I went to go get it back for him, and it was missing. Hmm. That's mysterious. Hmm. May I ask why... Marvin is not he's, he says he's not your friend anymore I, I don't know why he's not my friend anymore he's being so grumpy and he was always a little bit grumpy but he's never been this grumpy and it was very rude hmm. this feels like an animal crossing argument between <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's getting late today so you can give them the present tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> hmm well she kind of looks around and goes, Did you happen to see the conductor's baton while you were out this morning? The conductor's baton? No, I haven't seen it, but I, I heard him yelling about it. And is there anybody who you think might have stolen the gold flannel or been in your house while you were out looking at Everything. <laughs> everything, everything, TM. <laughs> and uh, she says, no, I think I saw most of the town out there, but I did have dinner with my neighbor Amaryllis last night, and oh, I'm sure that she took it. Why would Amaryllis take it? I don't know. Maybe she was just being a bad neighbor. Is she normally a bad neighbor? No, but but that could be a lie. Maybe she was just fooling us all all along. I think she, Posey's gonna look at Odell and then like kind of over to Reggie and be like, "Do we have any other questions?" <laughs> no, I think Odell is just like kind of like sighs once um when she's like maybe maybe it was so and so or whatever. Like Odell's really not even paying attention at this point because he's like another one well he just he's like all of this over a flannel and a baton like it's a gold flannel <laughs> and the baton <laughs> mm -hmm. the only baton 
lady detective Posey Drew Fisher and the mystery of the of the golden flannel. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Odell is like just kind of going along because he's basically treating this like just Posey's like playtime of like mm-hmm. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, could you point me to where Amaryllis lives, please, so I can ask her? Um, and she points to the house next door, and she's like, she lives right there. Well, thank you for answering my questions, Miss Laney. Um, I hope you have a good day. I'm going to go talk to Amaryllis now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you guys are able to get to the house next door because it is next door. <laughs> Gonna knock on the door. Yeah, um, you knock on the door and, um, a scarecrow wearing a pink flannel answers the door. Everyone has so many flannels in this house. Posey, do you think the gold flannel is magic and is changing color? Oh no, that would complicate things. <laughs> so she is going to introduce herself as mm -hmm. she's introduced herself um, to mm -hmm. everybody, to Amaryllis, and ask if she can ask her some questions. Um, and uh, Amaryllis says, yes, I, I suppose that that's okay. Did you have dinner at Miss Laney's house the other night? Yes, and I regret every moment of it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of you like each other? <laughs> um, and Amaryllis will cross her arms and, and huff. And uh, she says, not anymore. I, I don't like any of them. I'm thinking of moving. What happened at dinner? Well, nothing happened at dinner, but as I thought about it later, I thought that 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 maybe Lainey was being fake and actually rude. Do you have any evidence that she was being fake and rude? It was just the way that she said things. Uh-huh. Did you happen to see a golden flannel while you were at Miss Lainey's house? Um, and she thinks and she says... No, but she she talked about it. Um, are are you talking about Theodore's golden flannel? The I think she just looks like what? Wait, Theodore's you mean Marvin, flannel? right? No, Theodore. I I saw him wearing a gold flannel in the cornfields the other day. I think Posey's trying her best not to be like completely dumbfounded by everybody in this golden flannel. Um <laughs> So you didn't see it at Lainey's house, but you saw Theodore wearing the golden flannel instead? Yes, in the cornfields. I, re I remember it specifically because it matched the corn. Oh, that would match the corn now, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be a good hiding from the fiend. Do you... <laughs> Just like, oh no, there's so many possibilities for how this flannel got to Theodore. Unless it was Theodore's flannel all along. What a twist! None of these people in town trust each other. Are they all scarecrows? Yeah, they're all scarecrows. Okay, yeah, they're all just wearing different colored flannels. Yeah, yeah they're all wearing different colored flannels. Uh, that was also sort of the case when you were here the first time that mm -hmm. they were all in, in different colored flannels. Um, off the top of your head, you don't remember seeing anyone with a golden flannel specifically, but also you like weren't really looking the first yeah. time. Right. Um, 
but yeah, this this does seem like a big change from the last time you were here. Uh, mm-hmm. Last time you were here, people were pretty uh, friendly and open, mm-hmm. um, and they were decorating and working together. And them all being shut in their houses is like mm-hmm. a you know a one eighty. Yeah, I had to I had to think if it was one eighty or three sixty. It's a one eighty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think she will ask Amaryllis if she is also, like, has she seen um, the conductor's baton? Um, and, uh, I have to think what the Amaryllis voice was. Amaryllis says, no, I, I haven't seen the conductor's baton. What are you saying? Are you trying to imply something? Just like that Laney. Oh, man. <laughs> I think Posey's going to put her hands on her hips and she goes, well, I'm a lady detective and I have questions to ask because the baton is missing. So yes, I am asking you if you have seen the baton because I'm trying to find where it is. Did you see the baton? Do you know who could have taken it? And uh, she sort of like narrows her eyes down at Posey, but she does comply. And um, she says, no, I don't know who could have taken it, but if it has anything to do with the flannel, it was probably Theodore. Fine. Where's Theodore? Um, And she points at a house across the street, three houses up, (laughs) and says, he lives in that house there. The one with the the with the one with the with the um, maple leaf maple leaf wreath on the door. Hmm. Say that five times fast. Maybe no, maybe. I will not. <laughs> Man, this I tried. Whole I'm not doing just it. hates each other. HOA meetings must be a disaster. <laughs> What's an HOA? I don't know. I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Posey will rather huffily thank Amaryllis for her time and mm-hmm. then go to Theodore's house. Um, yeah, you knock on the door. Um, this scarecrow is wearing a yellow flannel. No! It, it looks like close at first. You sort of have to like hold it up, but it doesn't look like the same flannel. Hello, are you Theodore? Yeah, I'm Theodore. <laughs> I need to come yeah. up with a lot of voices Theodore's real quick. Theodore's had a day, okay? Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> Theodore Eeyore. She will ask, after introducing herself and asking about asking the questions, has he seen, or does he have in his possession, the golden flannel? Uh, I, ha- I have this yellow flannel. Is, is, that, is that golden? Sometimes people tell me I'm not good with colors. I mean, it looks pretty yellow to me. This this is the only flannel I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have the one. Uh, Reggie's gonna like gasp and like whisper in Posey's ear, going, "The last scarecrow said he was out in the field. What if it got faded in the sun?" I think Posey's going to look at the the piece of flannel and the yellow and kind of like think about it like could it have been or i mean i'm still like it still could be magic and just changing colors <laughs> reggie like nods like yes mm-hmm. that, that, 
And he's like, mm, the obvious yes, of course, that now. is, yes. As, as Percy is looking at it, uh, it looks like the flannel that Theodore is wearing is pretty intact, too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like there's, like, a piece missing. And Odell's gonna say, and let me guess, you're upset with someone else, right? Um, and he's like, yeah, 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 I'm upset. <laughs> Who are you I, upset I with? I, I don't know. I don't like any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> what a mood. What a mood. Oh, Theodore. <laughs> Posey just like, I mean, I'm kind of with you at this point, but. <laughs> yeah, theater is definitely a, like a moody teenager. <laughs> Theodore. Do you happen to know anybody who has a golden flannel? Or did you see somebody with a golden flannel today? Um, I I haven't seen anyone with with one today, but but Marvin has a bunch of flannels. Um, I think one of them might be gold. Hmm. Well, we talked to Marvin, and Marvin did have a gold flannel. But it's been stolen. That's why we're asking you, because someone told us that you had on a golden flannel, but it looks like the one that you have on is just yellow. Um, he says, Well Marvin Marvin's really messy, so maybe it's just it's just in his house. He's 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 real messy. I I don't like it. I don't like going over his house because it's so messy. It's not good. It's not right. Um, and then he, he sort of like thinks about it and he says, who, who told you I had the gold flannel? I keep my sources private, Theodore. <laughs> Very <laughs> professional. Very professional. <laughs> We're not stoking the flames of this one. <laughs> <laughs> neighborhood feud. Yeah. Hmm. Theodore, do you happen to see the baton, the conductor's baton today? No, but I, I heard him yelling about it. He seems to have been very loud. Yeah, he's he and his band are always too loud. Maybe we should all be quieter. All right, that's beside the point. <laughs> I think maybe that different people would have different opinions about how quiet it should be. And she's going to look like kind of vaguely guiltily at Odell because I'm sure he's probably told her she's been too loud and <laughs> points while he was babysitting her before. Um, and and uh, he says, well, well, I think it's too loud and maybe it's a good thing that there's no festival because that's probably going to be too loud too. I don't know. I should, I, I should maybe just move away altogether. He needs to eat a Snickers. <laughs> yeah, you're not you and you're hungry. <laughs> well, I would maybe wait on the moving because maybe you don't want to make any rash decisions. And then he uh shakes his head and he's like, No, I've already I've already started packing. I, I wanna be far away from this place and all these people. I don't I don't like them. They're accusing me of things. That's not very nice. They accused you of wearing a flannel. And you're wearing a flannel. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's true. But I bet that there was a tone. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear like a metallic like drone sound of like there was a tone. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think 
I would like to bring us back to some... Where Where's a, a move? I would like to do a move. Okay. <laughs> but okay. I would like to uh, do stumble upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get distracted and follow your own whims away from the group. Um, in hopes of finding a clue. Okay. Yeah, roll plus your noodle. Are you doing the fiend move, or are you doing something else? This is a, a little kid move. Oh, okay. Little bee move. Little yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, what is Posey getting... Uh, hmm. Well, I'll, I'll have you roll, and we'll sort of, like, build okay. a distraction. Yeah, I guess at this point, she's just, like, looking for some sort of direction, because this seems to be yeah. leading back to Marvin's house, but maybe yeah. she's missing she's- something. Right, she's sort of, like, walking up the street with her, like, magnifying glass out, I bet, just, like, looking yeah. at, like, everything. Farfred, please don't yell at me. Um, Fred has words. Let me see. I rolled an eight, but I want to make sure... Plus noodle. I don't have any plus noodle. <laughs> um, I'm going to look at the... The experience things... Just in case. I think I would like to use a wish. Okay. Um, so so what would you like to happen? Um, I would like to find something valuable or useful or like finding a clue. Um, mm-hmm. I guess something that would elaborate a little more clearly or just to point her in a direction that's not everybody's mad at each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not, I guess, the circuitous route that we're doing. Because I, I think she, at this point, is like, well, everyone seems mad at each other, and it doesn't seem clear why. Because mm-hmm. I, I think at this point she would have even noticed that everybody wasn't this sort of, like, upset when they were here right. last time. Mm-hmm. Because she was yeah. excited to come back. Mm-hmm. So, something that will assist in the investigation so that hopefully this mystery can be solved. And at this point, maybe everybody would be back to being like happier if mm-hmm. this was solved. Right. Um, so, yeah, you do see something. Um, as you're going up and down the street in your magnifying glass, uh, you see a scarecrow. Um, come out of uh, out of their house um they're wearing a purple flannel um and uh they go to like sweep some some stuff off of their doorstep um leaning up against their neighbor's house is uh is a a barrel um and that barrel like just like breaks open and all sorts of apples come spilling out of it um and the scarecrow looks like very surprised that this happens and the scarecrow and the house that the apple barrel is next to comes out and starts yelling at the other scarecrow and they get into an argument um but posy notices something that the others don't really notice and that is that when the barrel breaks open um you see something flying away something dark and shadowy with great dark wings and uh you know from experience that this is the fiend the fiend the fiend (laughs) (laughs) well that's certainly something she uh i i think because at this point the fiend's just been mean and she does Mm -hmm. not like the fiend 
that she kind of like narrows her eyes and like looks at the barrel like I bet that's why everybody's been so upset and I think she's also going to go help um, pick up the apples yeah as she goes up and picks up the apples uh, the two scarecrows are are yelling at each other Um, what do you do you were always eyeing my apples. I don't yeah. care about your apples. It was an yeah. accident. <laughs> yep, it's, it's exactly that. Um, How about these apples? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then this is the episode where Reggie just turns into a punchline machine. How about <laughs> yeah. <them> apples? <laughs> Yeah, um, Posey, as as she's like picking up the apples and stuff, it sort of like dawns on her that like this is like the fiends' manipulation, like turning mm-hmm. people against each other. Um, you think that like basically you've read in your detective books about red herrings, and you think that this may be a red herring to uh, to sow a bunch of discourse between all these neighbors who were like good neighbors who were about to come together to put something on together mm-hmm. and are now very angry with each other. Yeah, so while she's picking up the apples, uh, I think she's going to interrupt the <laughs> bickering scarecrows and say, well, it wasn't anybody's fault the fiend was in your apple barrel. Um, and, uh, they go from glaring to, like, looking, uh, very surprised, and, uh, one pulls their hat down low over, over, uh, over their head, and their knees start <laughs> to knock together, and they're like, the, 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 the fiend? It's okay, the fiend's gone now. That's why the barrel broke, because he left. The, the fiend, the fiend wants our apples? Well, I think the fiend was trying to make you all argue with each other and make you mad at each other and make you not all neighborly. I mean, he might also like apples. I like apples, we so maybe know. he took some apples, but... I like candy apples. And Reggie's like, mm, all this talk of apples. Could I, could I have an apple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, they they sort of like look confused and they're like, but... But, but what do we do? The fiend is here. We can't do the festival. Everything is just going wrong. What do we do? Uh, Posey's going to shake her head and go, Nope. I just saw the fiend leave. So, do you know what that means? The other neighbor, the one whose apples broke, sort of like nods themselves and like, yeah, I I know what it means. And uh, they throw an apple just in a direction. They're like, and stay out. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what would be the best idea to keep the fiend out? More apples. If you clean everything up and then put up the decorations again and you have a harvest festival. Oh. Okay. But <laughs> but everything's so destroyed. I, I don't know that we'll be able to do it in time. Well, even a little bit would help. A little bit would help? Really? Mm-hmm. It's better like, than not doing anything. But we usually we usually have so much more. What if it doesn't work anyway and all that work is for nothing? Then at least you had a nice festival. Then think about it. If the fiend came while you weren't having a festival, then you would probably just feel bad in the first place. And then you'd only feel worse. Because then you didn't do anything. Maybe, but I I don't know if we can clean up 
all this by ourselves, and we don't know how to play any instruments. Well, we brought back your friends that know how to play instruments, and I'm sure if you work together, and maybe some of the new friends that came with us could help, that everything will be cleaned up in no time. Really? Do you do you really think so? I think so, but we also have to find the conductor's baton. Do you happen to know where the conductor's baton is? Or know who might have it? I I don't know. Have you seen anyone wearing a golden flannel? I think Varvin has a golden flannel. Maybe we can make a baton out of that. What? That's a good idea. <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> Alright, I'll write that down. Doesn't <laughs> Reggie's just down. like, oh, you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a golden flannel. It can do anything. <laughs> and I think, like, maybe at this point we've got pretty much all the apples cleaned up and... She is like, well, maybe we need to talk to Marvin again. Because everybody's turning us right back to Marvin. And maybe he does still have the flannel. Who knows? And the baton could have just been lost. But then who broke the glass? The conductor? Maybe. He had a rough night. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah and uh and the scarecrows uh follow you they, they're pretty skittish uh basically any like shadow they just like throw an apple at for good measure um and uh they do follow you back to marvin's house arms full of apples um uh, she's gonna knock on the door again um marvin answers the door what did marvin sound like it's been a while um uh hello can i can i help you (laughs) i don't know what marvin sounded like (laughs) i don't i don't think that was it but we're gonna go with it (laughs) (laughs) that's like the that's like the uh round spongebob remember that episode where he's oh yeah he's like very nasally hi Hi, how are you yeah um she's gonna say mr marvin is there a possibility that you still have the golden flannel in your house, but you just missed it? No, I, I, I don't think there's a possibility that's in my house. What are you accusing me of? Having a messy house? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I do. So what? So it's possible... That it's still here, right? Well, I saw, I saw Lainey I, take I mean, that, it. It wasn't a criticism as much as it was an observation. Honestly, I like your interior decorating style a lot. Yeah, <laughs> as, as the door is open, you do see that it's like pretty messy in there. Like, actually, I find it very comfortable in here. <laughs> <laughs> very trash it- chic. It, it's it's cluttered. No, that's not that's not disallowed. That's not against the rules to be cluttered. No, like I said, I actually really dig it. You Mr. Know, Marvin, do you think that we that. could look around? Um, fine, but only because you're a lady detective. 
And uh, he opens the door and lets you guys go inside. Wow, he didn't even uh, ask if we had a, a warrant from Scarecrow Judge. <laughs> you have you have a warrant from Scarecrow Judge. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's just just Scarecrow Judge. Like he doesn't have a name. It's just Scarecrow. Judge. Scarecrow, yeah. It's like it's like Scarecrow. It's like Scarecrow Honor. It's just it's just it is what it is. Um, weird how they just name everything Scarecrows because to them Scarecrow is the default. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, you guys do go in. It's not like it's not like you know you can't get around. It's like sort of cluttered. Um, Clutter core. Yeah, exactly. It's like sort of cluttered, but it's also not a very big house. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you guys go inside and uh, start looking around. Um, Posey, uh, does sort of, like, at times it it seems like a shadow, like, catches her eye, um, but when she goes to look, she, it just looks like a shadow. Hmm. I think while she, I think she would be, like, picking through, I guess, Marvin's multiple flannels? Yeah, he has an impressive collection of flannels, um in all colors of the rainbow but you don't see a golden one okay and she's also keeping an eye out for the baton yeah you you don't see a baton of any sort Mm -hmm. i would like to do a move i want to use um the critter move uh perk up when um Let's see. When my heightened senses make me aware of something non-critters can't perceive, tell the narrator what you sense and roll plus noodle. We'll do... I guess I can't do team up because I am not a critter. But maybe... I guess? Maybe I mean, like it, with like moving stuff yeah, around. Yeah, like you could help in other ways. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's the... the pff, 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 they can choose to re-roll one of their two dice but must take the new result. Okay. I'm going to re-roll that too. Ooh, there we go. Um, that is, what is my noodle? Reggie's noodle. Plus one. So that's an 11. Um, okay. Which is 10 plus. You successfully pick up on something and have uh, advantage on the next move you attempt regarding it. And advantage is rolling three dice. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. And and like, yeah. That means you roll 3d6 and use the two highest results. Okay. Got it. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, I guess I see something while we're poking around here. Um, I mean, can I just say that it's like a clue um, to the like location of the either like, because I know like what Posey's looking for. Mm-hmm. Are you looking uh, for what Posey's looking for? Which yeah. is like the flannel and baton. Okay. Yeah. Are yeah. you like sniffing the flannel for like a scent? Yeah, like yeah, you're like that, sniffing that the, the little swatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, yeah, I kind of sniff at that and then like while Posey's like looking through the scarecrow's closet or something, I pick up on something. Okay, and did you roll already? I did. I, I got an 11. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 
Um, so yeah, so you uh, sniff at the flannel, and um, your your nose leads you kind of over to a window. So you hop off of Posey's shoulder, and uh, you climb like onto the bed over the other flannels, which do like also smell sort of familiar, but it's not like the scent that you're picking up um and you go over to the window and sort of like stick your head out the window's open um and you see something sort of like fly past really quick um it looks like you know like a a dark bird made of shadows like you've seen before (laughs) and you see tucked under or uh like tucked under one of the wings uh you see fluttering a uh ripped golden flannel the fiend is wearing a golden flannel (laughs) (laughs) i said it's tucked under one of the wings he's not wearing it (laughs) Let's take your super scary villain and make him look silly. <laughs> yeah, he's dressed like a scarecrow. <laughs> the fiend um, actually only recommends IPAs to you regardless of what beer style you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and as, as he's flying, you see little things. Like you see a, a lantern, um, like an unlit lantern fall and the glass breaks and things like that. Um, you see like as he's flying, he's sort of like leaving um, a small uh, trail of destruction that um as posey has seen before sort of like turning people against each other uh yeah reggie reggie seeing that in the window is going to like turn and shout over his shoulder to posey and like oh posey it's the fiend and he has the flannel he what he just flew by he has the flannel and he's breaking stuff well he did break the barrel of apples he's really mean <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you about that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, keep in mind that the next move you make regarding the mystery of the golden flannel, you will have advantage. Uh, what do you guys do? We can we can call the fiend like the end of a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, now that we have uncovered this, we're going to like unmask the fiend. I think this feels like... <laughs> kind of incongruous but i i would like to summon darkness mm-hmm. okay um yeah. so as the fiend is flying away do, 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 i think that's what i want to do let me read this i have a thought but i guess out of gameplay fiona is mm-hmm. it okay if we lie to the fiend oh yeah you can absolutely lie to the fiend Okay. No, you're not yeah. allowed. Like, yeah. We can't. We can't stoop I mean, to like, his level. Because this is like, um, declare what you hope to accomplish and what you offer them in exchange. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Posey would necessarily be telling the truth if she does what I'm thinking. So yeah. I didn't want to like Posey can absolutely lock her into something that yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like Posey says it and then she like has to do it. Um, you can you can lie to the fiend if you want. You can like try to find another way out of out of whatever you, whatever you do. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so she is going to summon darkness, and okay. as the fiend fiend flies away, uh, she's going to call after it. I see you, fiend. I see you've got the golden flannel. Come back here. You stole it, and you have to give it back. 
Um, yeah, you're, uh, you're at the window yelling that out at the fiend, um, and you, you see it flying, and you blink, and it's, like, gone, but you feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, too. And, uh, if you turn around, do you see that the fiend is in the room, sort of, like, sucking up all the shadows that are in there, becoming this, like, massive, looming, frightening presence. And uh, the scarecrows are all shaking in their boots. <laughs> I think she's probably shaking a bit too because he, like, the fiend is pretty scary. And the mm-hmm. ticket taker but... is still with us, right? Is he doing anything? Yeah, that's. Uh, he is. Oh, yeah, he is with you, huh? He is mm-hmm. looking extra nervous and sort of like looking around for something to like hide behind. Like, oh, oh shit. shit, it's my boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, I've been on break for a long time. I left my um, post and he's going to find out. Yeah, so he's he's like looking around for like something to hide behind, sort of like frozen, like you know, trying to make like some sort of egress or uh, or trying to like hide. That's it's like he doing. called off sick tonight and he ran into his <laughs> boss at the bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so Posey is going to glare at the fiend and repeat what she said before, um, which is. You took the flannel. I see you've got it under your wing, and you need to give it back. Yeah, and as the fiends in the room, Posey does in fact uh, see the flannel and also probably sees a little bit of the baton Mm -hmm. as well. And uh, the fiend says, And why would I do that, child? (laughs) I think she's like kind of flabbergasted for a moment because it's like, because it's the right thing to do. Like, why wouldn't you give it back? Um... (laughs) Not that she's ever, you know, stolen something. Cough. No, no. Cough. But she intends to give it back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, she's going to say, well, my friends want to have the Harvest Festival, and we need the golden flannel, because you stole it, and it needs to be returned, and I see you've got the baton, and we can't have the festival without the music, and the conductor needs the baton to have the music, so we need that back as well. And it's the right thing to do, so you should do it. Why would I care about the right thing to do? Don't you want people to like you? No, that's not one of the things that I want. She is going to say quietly well I don't know why you think that I would understand it if you've never bothered explaining it to me but I think that you just want to be mean and you just want to make people mad at each other and afraid and that's not very nice and uh, the fiend says and you want to be a detective it appears you solved the mystery what's your move now I am a detective I don't think I'm a detective. I am a detective. She's the best detective. And uh, he looms like more over Posey, getting bigger and bigger, almost like touching the ceiling of uh, of the the house and saying, Why would I do that? You still haven't answered that question. Um, she's going to tuck her hand behind her back and if you're behind her she's got her fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) Uh but she'll tell the fiend if you give back the baton and 
the golden flannel, then I'll stay. Posey, no! Says Reggie, who is on her shoulder and can't see her fingers crossed. <laughs> well, make make a uh, summon darkness roll. Yeah! Pew. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Uh-oh. One moment, please, while I reassess uh, my experience can, points. Can I, um... Uh... Can I do the team up move uh, and like mm-hmm. the flavor for this being that like since Reggie doesn't know that Posey is lying, it like makes the lie extra convincing. Yeah. So then yeah. you can reroll one of your dice. Okay. I really hope that this goes well. <laughs> I rolled the same thing. Um, <laughs> I guess this is another question uh, since... Since we you ha- have advantage. Yeah, yeah. does Posey I, have I advantage will let based you, on my, I, I, my Yeah, thing. I will let Posey have okay. have advantage. So a third. Yeah. yeah. So roll a third D6. Oh my gosh. None of you are on my side <laughs> Caitlin. Today. Oh no. Um, yeah, what's what's the highest two out of all those that you've rolled? The highest two that I have results in, let's see, plus hope in a six. But what I'm looking at is that I still have um, two more experience left, and I still have a wish left. Okay. So make a wish, make a wish, make a wish. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm yeah, it seems a like a good because... time to make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> because we we've tried the dice, and they are not they're not cooperating with me today. Um, um, so in this case, I would say that the fiend takes her at face value, mm-hmm. that she will stay. And mm-hmm. um, drops the baton and the golden fl- uh, flannel. I keep wanting to call it the, the golden, golden fleece. fleece. <laughs> right? Yeah. I also was like, I've been like struggling yeah. this entire time. Yeah. Like, Don't call it the golden fleece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the fiend um, shrinks back a little bit, but not like how Dell and Reggie have seen before when they've like faced their fears and, and the fiend has like gone away. Um, it's just going back to like the size it was before. And uh, and he says, You were smart, child. If you want to hear some music, I think that's quite agreeable. I will see you soon. And the fiend vanishes and drops the baton and the golden flannel and uh the ticket taker sort of like peeking out from behind the hay bale he was hiding behind was like so um uh, do you think he saw me posy you can't stay here with the fiend um she's gonna take her crossed fingers out from behind her back and show him and say, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to stay. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I didn't promise how long I was going to stay because I could just stay five minutes. I could stay <laughs> for the festival. Uh, yeah, I didn't say I'd stay forever. Wow. Uh, you pulled out your crossed fingers and Reggie looks at it, but his reaction doesn't change because he doesn't know what that means. And then when you explain it, he goes, oh, well... Wow, Posey, you're you're really smart. Thank you. And if Reggie could clap, he would. <laughs> <laughs> the the ticket taker uh, comes out and like dusts himself off and and shakes his head and he's like, I don't know that you'll be able to pull that off. I mean, the fiend is going to want to collect on what you've offered. Well, um, 
I kind of think the fiend only has as much power as people give him, you know? He feeds off of, like, our fears, right? And when we're by ourselves, and we don't trust anybody. Or when we don't like our neighbors. Or when we don't believe in ourselves. So if you believe in yourself, and in your friends, and your community, and you're always ready to, you know, to work together and keep going forward and, and making festivals and like hanging out with your friends and having fun and making music. Then the fiend can't do anything to you. He can be scary, but fear goes away. Especially when you got all these friends around you. And she's gonna look at everybody like, yay. And gestures <laughs> look to at the everything. friends. <laughs> gestures yeah. to everything. Gestures to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Odell will uh, say to our ticket taker friend, um, did you make a deal with the fiend like that? Listen, I I just told him that I'd watch the booth and that I'd get that I'd give out tickets. I, I was scared, okay? I was scared. I just wanted him to leave me alone. But now I don't even know how long I've been here. And, and Odell will just kind of go, hmm. And, like, think about his exchange with the fiend. And, and um, yeah, he'll kind of just, just reflect on that, I guess. The scarecrows uh, are like, do, do you think that we should that we should go out and still try to clean up for the festival? Just like, just like Lady Detective Posey Drew Fisher said? <laughs> yeah! And we can return I... the baton to the conductor... So then we would have a band. I, I guess it might it might take some convincing, but maybe we can have a harvest festival after all. Yeah, but first and... things first, you guys should apologize to each other, you know, for blaming everybody else, you know. That's true. It's it's good to apologize when when you've done something wrong, and uh, the scarecrow neighbors look at each other and apologize and give each other a big hug. And uh, the one, like, sort of yelps and, like, throws an apple out the window and says, Sorry, I, I thought I saw the fiend again. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you guys know the fiend is afraid when you throw apples? Really? That, that'll really work? I was just doing stuff. I'm glad that works, though. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get ready for the festival. Yeah, and um, I can like fast forward a little the bit. Montage, here, so. everybody. Yeah, the montage. We all help it. We all help you, clean up and set up yeah. the festival. There's a shot you, of Horton yeah. uh, clearing out like broken sticks and stuff. He like flaps <laughs> away and goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As as you guys like um, leave Marvin's house, um, you actually see um, some of the the band that you've met. They're sort of like. Um, getting together apologizing to each other as you like happily announce that uh the festival is going to go on anyway they um you know they get their instruments out and they start to warm up uh the other two scarecrows help you go around town and uh convince people that it was like the fiend all along but they can like still do this they can still uh they can still pull off the uh the harvest festival and everyone starts trying their best to like clean things up um it's definitely not as it was before but um it is like it it is helping um 
and uh, you guys with the baton go to the conductor's house and knock on the door, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he opens the door, and uh, his eyes get wide when he sees the baton, and he says, My my baton, you found it! Did, did Marvin take it? Nope, the fiend took it. The, the fiend took it? I... I didn't know that the fiend was here. He's pretty he was, sneaky. Yeah, very sneaky. Um, and he nods and is like, that that makes sense, but uh, the festival, I don't know, it's, get, it's getting so late, and you see that the sun is, like, starting to set. Then you have a sunset festival. <laughs> a harvest sunset festival. Yeah, and he looks at everyone uh, working together to try to, like, assemble things as best they can. And he says, um, I, uh, we can, we can try our best. Uh, it won't be like it is most of the time, but hopefully we can still do it. Yeah, and since it's getting dark, then you could have... Never mind. She kind of remembers that they're afraid of fire. Bonfires are not <laughs> a thing that they're going to like. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Azardel is like walking around. So he hears some people being like, "The great firefighter, hero of the harvest." <laughs> <laughs> Word has gotten around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the conductor agrees to uh, to go, and um, yeah, everyone um, sort of gathers. You guys help get as much as you can um, together. And um, there, there really wasn't like a good way to prepare the bandstand with how it was broken. So the band is set up sort of like in front of it and um, everyone gathers around, um, you know, makeshift lanterns and things sort of like lighting their way as, it, as the sun sets more and more and more. And um, music begins to play. Um, the band plays their music. It's like a good, nice song, and you you feel some like warmth in your chest, which is like so different from what you've experienced um, with the fiend. And uh, you you like feel like it's like some sort of magic. You like don't know what exactly it is, um, but as the music plays, you see the uh, you see more uh, creatures, people of the woods start to come out of the tree line and sit and like um listen to this tune as well do we see the frogs um, yeah you see the frogs um <laughs> the frogs come hopping out of the woods <laughs> and they uh sit down and uh listen to the music as it plays um as the sun as, as the sun gets like lower and lower in the sky go um there's a chill that starts to go through the air as it you know, gets a little bit colder on this on this autumn night, and um, you know, as you're like looking around at all the people coming, you see on the horizon um, what looks like a bunch of shadows coming, as well as night is coming, and uh, you know that the fiend is pretty eager, from what the ticket taker has said, to uh, collect on his bargain. Um, and as Posey and Odell and Reggie notices this, what do they do? Um, I think Posey would kind of like poke Odell on the arm and whisper, uh, it looks like the fiend is coming. And Odell will just go, hmm? 
Mm-hmm. The fiend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think if we ask everybody to play the music louder and to stand together that the fiend will leave? That sounds uh, like as good an idea as any. Yeah, it couldn't hurt. And uh, Adele will just be like, um, he'll he'll talk to the he'll talk to the drummers. Uh, what are their mm-hmm. names again? Cedar and uh, Cinder. Cedar Cinder. and Cinder. Cinder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'll say, "Man, I thought you guys said you were gonna play loud and have a solo." Um, and they uh, nod to each other and seeing the fiend, you see they, they're sort of like set like resolute um, and they do in fact start to play louder and the band noticing this um, starts to play louder as well. Um, everyone like looks up and sort of notices the fiend and some people like gasp and hold the hands of the people next to them. Um, Posey, Odell, and Reggie are like standing looking as as the fiend who looks almost like he's made of like the night sky comes down and offers a claw out to you to um, to maybe take one of you uh, because Posey has offered herself and Odell uh, has been offered a deal to stay in exchange for Posey. So what do you guys do? Posey's gonna take the hand of, like, I guess whoever would be next to her. Um, Probably Odell, I would imagine. And then also one of the the townspeople on the other side, so that everybody's standing in little handhold rings and all connected. And she's not gonna say anything, but she's gonna look at the fiend and, like, kind of, like, stick her tongue out and blow a raspberry. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, it feels like the music and the fiend. You almost feel like the air, like sort of fighting for dominance. Like the music and, and the good things, like bringing people together, fighting with like the fiend, which wants to um, so discourse and uh, and things like that. Um, do any of you have like wishes left? Uh, I think I already used all of them. Yeah, I have I, zero. Uh, okay. I think I do. What do I have? I don't have anything written for wishes. Is that... that? That's something you can spend your XP on. Got it. Um, well, I yeah, I can. Uh, which is a wish. Wasn't it to you? I have enough to buy a wish. Yeah, I, I, I'm just sort of like trying to um, feel out what the next best move here would be. Um, I think it would be a good yeah, idea to make wish. to make a move. Um, I still have enough. Yeah, I, I feel like at this point, um, a fiend move would be a good thing to do to sort of like bring a resolution to the sure. story. And however, however it ends is however it ends. Um, but yeah, you feel you feel this sort of like um, push and pull with the music and the fiend, um, the scarecrows and like togetherness and everything. And uh, this the is not very Scott Pilgrim scene. It, it honestly is, and the fiend is uh, reaching a claw down. He's not like trying to grab at you, but he's just he's just waiting, waiting for um, for Odell or Posey or someone to give in to him yeah. and um, his uh, dark wishes. I'll just yeah. do a face off roll, I guess. Okay. Oh, did you have something you wanted to do, Nick? Uh, I was I was going to suggest uh, face off. Uh, 
but it, I, it, I guess it doesn't matter which one of us does it, so you can go. Go ahead. Simultaneous face-off. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. all face-off. <laughs> okay, so Odell does a face-off, so roll minus your fear. Team up. Yeah. Uh, Reggie, I'll do a team up. Okay, so Reggie does team up, and Odell does a face-off. Clackety, 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 clack. That rolled was garbage. Uh oh. We did all of our good rolls up front. It's literally <laughs> snake eyes. No. <laughs> so you can you can re-roll you can re-roll one of them. Okay. Um although if we need to, I can spend my XP on a wish. Okay. Um, yeah, it's so a little bit better. Way. It's still a fail, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I uh, I will make a wish. Wait. I do. Wait. Okay. Um. Hold on. Wait. That's five. Oh, it's minus fear. That's right. I don't know why I was mm-hmm. like seeing hope. Oh, it's because it was uh on a ten plus. I was reading the uh, plus hope. Mm-hmm. Um. Got it. All right. Um. Yeah. I will. I will spend three XP for a wish. Okay. Um. And. and uh... What do you wish to happen as, as, as this, you know, great clause is waiting for some sort of offering? Um, yeah. So as, um, as we're kind of standing there, a unified front against the fiend as it's reaching out to tempt, uh, one of us to make a deal with the swell of music behind, uh, like behind us, almost like empowering, um, our resolve. Uh, Reggie is gonna just kind of like shout from Posey's shoulder saying like, nobody's gonna go with you. We're not afraid of you. You don't have any power against us. We have each other. And that's all we need. And um, kind of like in the same vein as this like this tiny creature um, with the like empowered by his friends and everybody here in the music and just this like confidence rating radiating from this tiny little animal much the same way that he like startled the fiend earlier mm-hmm. um, that like cranked to 11 mm-hmm. yeah this this yeah. like you know front of power against everybody standing in yeah yeah um you feel the music like surge a little bit more as it pushes back harder against the fiend like a hard like shove um and the fiend definitely didn't expect that um if it's okay also within your wish i will let posey and odell kind of say their like final words against the fiend before you are able to defeat it yeah so it's how do all of you want to do this yeah Yeah. so uh at first um so I'm gonna kind of give the flavor of like what happens before Reggie does his thing. So like, okay. Odell in um, his attempt to like show some resolve, uh, I think falters because again he's um, sitting here thinking about how Posey is more mature than him at her age, um, and all of this, and how maybe maybe she really doesn't need me. Um, and that, you know, maybe maybe you are um, just better off kind of staying here. And Odell actually starts to reach out for the fiend's hand. And then he hears um, Reggie, uh, you know, say that no one's going to go with you, you know, as he's starting to reach out. And uh, I think that kind of like snaps him back to reality a little bit. And he'll, um, 
he'll kind of feel like more inspired and more um, kind of like uh, firm in his uh, resolve, even though he couldn't really find it in himself initially. Um, and as he's as he's listening to Reggie's kind of like um, you know outburst, I guess at him, he uh, now feels that confidence, and it's just. Uh, he's like, yeah, none, no, none of us are gonna go with you. And um, he'll he'll like squeeze um, Posey's hand, and and uh, he'll um, he'll just kind of like stand firm and like widen his stance a little bit, and and say like, we're not we're not going we're not going anywhere with you. Okay. And uh, what does Posey do? Uh, I think she's doubled down on that raspberry, and she's got a smug look <laughs> on her face, and she squeezes Hodel's hand back and just glares at the feet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with uh, with Odell and Reggie pushing back against the fiend, and Odell um, finding that confidence within himself to face his fears, um, there is like a great push against the fiend. And it's almost like the shadow shatters in the sky, um, and you and the sun is still setting, um, but you realize that the night sky that was there that the fiend was bringing isn't actually total darkness. It's filled with stars and it has moonlight. And um, although it's like dark and navy blues and, and you know things like that, you realize it's not the terrifying shadow that you thought it once was. Um, the music um, comes to its conclusion and uh, fades out as everyone um, as everyone sort of stands there in awe both of like the power of the music and uh, of the uh, and of what you did to defeat the fiend in that moment and you see at the end of the road of tattered and where you first came into town you're on sort of the opposite side of it now the trees almost like the red sea part and you see the other side of the woods that you initially were going through um you see the neighborhood that you were trying to get to and you see kids running around uh for halloween and um do you guys do? Uh, Reggie hasn't looked over that way yet. He's still kind of looking in, uh, where the fiend was, and as like the fiend dissipated in the sky, lightens. Reggie just says, "The fiend's nothing but trash." <gasps> oh. <laughs> 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 Boom! Roasted. <laughs> Got him. And. Uh... Our ticket taker guy, um, is he still with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, in my head, I was sort of imagining he was, like, holding Odell's hand on the other side, sort of, like, shaking like a leaf, but, you know, also standing resolute nice. against the fiend. Yeah, and um, I'll kind of, like, see the neighborhood off of the distance, and um, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say to him, like, like do you want to go home? I am... Um... Do you think it's too late for me? I mean, do you think I even can leave? No, I don't think it's too late. I think there's... You've still got a lot ahead of you, you know? Um, and he scratches at his beard that's going in, that's growing, <laughs> and he's like... Yeah, I guess I, I guess I do. Um, I guess I can go home. 
And he's like, yeah, we can... We can walk out together. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. And, um... Yeah, I guess I, that's that's the end of our conversation there, but I'll just kind of let other people, like, do their bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He will start to... Uh, the ticket taker will sort of start to, like, walk kind of in that direction. Um, not, like, sprinting off for it, but just kind of <laughs> taking a couple steps forward. Um, what... Alright, so is Posey, like, following? Uh, what are you guys doing? Um, I mean, Posey would have started off in that direction, but I think at some point she would kind of, like, look up at Reggie and, mm-hmm. or look, I guess, over at Reggie and... Reggie's gonna hop off her shoulder. Reggie? You can go home now. Everything's going to be okay. Aren't you going to come with us? Mm. I thought about it. And he kind of looks back to the the town. um, And he says, But I think I'm where I need to be. Maybe I can go to that hollow full of critters. Uh, He he says, nodding towards Horton. Um... And then, uh, and, and he glances up to, like, where the fiend was, and, like, the fiend may not be entirely gone. And I think everyone else here in the woods would do good to learn how to combat him if he ever comes back. I can show him how. Oh. Well, that's very brave of you, Reggie. Reggie will uh, kind of shrug and go, I may just be a possum, but that doesn't mean I'm not something special, right? Right. I can help these people. And I think that's what I'm supposed to do. And Odell will say, yeah, you're the... You're the most special... You're the most special possum I've ever uh, come across, and... Well, how many possums have you come across? You know what? That's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think it takes away from the point. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, Sticks, I'm going to miss you guys. We're going to miss you too, Reggie. Maybe you can come back and visit sometime. Yeah. Maybe we could. Or... And then he'll kind of trail off of like, I do not want to come back to this place. <laughs> right, Odell? <laughs> and Odell's like, mm. Odell? <laughs> and um, Odell will uh, pick up um, Reggie and try to do the awkward like cradle thing that he did before of like, oh, he's like going to hug him. This is still... Still weird, <laughs> but but appreciated. <laughs> and Odell will kind of chuckle and um, I guess hand him off to Posey. Posey's gonna give him a big hug. You're I'm gonna go on to solve lots of mysteries. I know it. I'm gonna do my best. You always do. Thank you, Reggie. 
gonna really miss you. I'm gonna miss you too. But you're gonna do a good job. I know it. Uh, he just like smiles his like weird, scary possum <laughs> smile. <laughs> With all of his teepees. <laughs> <laughs> and Posey's trying not to cry, because I'm also trying not to cry. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, she'll set Reggie back on the ground. Well, I guess we should go home now. I have to put my dad's magnifying glass back. <laughs> and tell him that I borrowed it without asking. I'm sure everything will be fine. Yeah, I think it'll be fine too. You can eat lots of candy for me. Oh, I'm gonna eat lots of candy. <laughs> Maybe try stop eating garbage now. Look, let's not be hasty here. <laughs> <laughs> One little bit of character growth at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, bye, Reggie. Bye, guys. And um, as you say your goodbyes, um, you go off together. Um, I'm sort of imagining Adele and Posey are kind of like hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, you make your way uh, towards the break in the woods and... Um, you see the neighborhood on the other side you get closer and closer um you're confident there may be maybe there's still a part of you that's a little bit frightened but the confidence that you've gotten tonight and from your time in the woods um has helped you put one foot in front of the other as you make your way back home and uh, you step into the neighborhood and look behind you and the woods that you were lost in for so long um, is in fact just the same small patch of, of trees of woods that you're used to and you see the neighborhood in full swing Halloween night in front of you and I think that that is where we will end our story. Where did our ticket taker friend go? Uh, he he went out with you. He he was walking through with you, and uh, he's as as we get to the sort of like uh, resolution before we jump into the epilogue. He has in fact made his way out of the woods with you guys. Nice. Has yeah. he reverted back to a child? No, he is still an adult. Awkward. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's still an adult. Do I have my costume back on? Time. Like, is my toilet paper back, or is? Uh, it... you you guys came out looking basically exactly the same. So Dell's toilet paper is still like missing, or like wet pieces are like attached to his shirt. Um, Posey stayed pretty intact. Um, <laughs> and uh, you have a you have a ticketman who is, is by you guys and probably looks yeah. at Odell and, and Posey and is like okay so I'm uh, uh, what now? <laughs> the end <laughs> well this is awkward because for some reason Odell thought he would be a kid and he's not he's just like a young man yeah <laughs>
Let's talk, now that we've sort of like ended the story, let's talk about a little bit of um, of an epilogue. And I kind of want to start with Reggie because Reggie stayed in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I named that hollow Woodsboro. Woodsboro, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, did he go back with Horton back to the Hollow of Critters? What, what, what's he up to? Yeah, in the I think near future. I, I think he, that's where he went, uh, and like that's like where he like made a home for himself. But mm-hmm. um, I think, and that's like where he started. But I think like he did like kind of focus on like teaching people what he's learned in like how to combat and like stave off the fiend for whenever it inevitably returns which i yeah. imagine i don't know if you intended that or not but i imagined that yeah. like, the fiend mm-hmm. is not killed the fiend is just you know yeah the fiend, the fiend I, is like is... part of the woods you know right that's exactly what i mm-hmm. what i um had envisioned that the fiend is like mm-hmm. a, a force in the woods basically like mm-hmm. it's it's not even quite like a person it's like just just something that's there that people have to deal with but yeah reggie is uh, is able to go around and sort of like tell mm-hmm. people like you know like um relying on your friends when you can't do things all yourself and like mm-hmm. you know uh, togetherness and and facing your fears is all good things that will help you um stop the fiend from yeah. taking a strong foothold in these hollows yeah and i think like his goal is to just like educate as many people as possible to the point where like people don't fear the fiend anymore like almost mm-hmm. like reducing its power to like nothing. It's it's this force yeah. that exists in the dark corners of the woods, but so long as you don't fear it, it doesn't have power over you. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Aw. Reggie's a little hero. Yeah. I love him. He's special <laughs> after all. Yeah. Um, so Odell and Posey, what are you guys up to? Well, I I guess I'll say you guys like so, like I sort of said, like, before, like, the ticket taker um, did, in fact, like, not age down. Like, he is, like, an adult who has stayed, like, a long time in the woods. Um, how I sort of imagine it in my head when, because I didn't, you guys didn't have to take him with you. I was sort of, like, leaving it up to, like, if you guys were going to encourage him to, like, go with you. If he was going to, uh, to uh, come, mm-hmm. you know, come out of the woods with you guys. Um I sort of imagine that he's, like, a missing person who has now been found. (laughs) Like, it doesn't feel like any time has passed for you guys, but he was, like, really legitimately in there so long. Like, you guys don't get out, and it's, like, six days after Halloween or however long we were in there. It's, like, Mm -hmm. you know, only moments. Um, Mm -hmm. But because he sort of, like, succumbed to the fiend, you know, he was in there for much longer. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's back with his family, probably being real happy. Yeah, what are what are Posey and Odell up to? I'll start with Posey, uh, I guess, and then we'll kind of go with Odell because I imagine we need to like do whatever Posey wants to do first. I don't know if Posey still wants to do trick or treating at this point, but <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you guys are <laughs> yeah that that night she you guys are promised able... Reggie. Yeah, yeah. She's like every time. Uh, every time Odell's like, maybe we should stop. She's like, Odell, <laughs> we promised Reggie. Um, but yeah, yeah. You guys are able to complete trick or treating that night. Um, Priorities. What does what does Posey do with the magnifying glass? How does that get resolved? Um, the way that I imagine it, she goes to 
um, return the magnifying glass. And um, I think her dad would have come home, like, as she was putting it away. And she does tell him that she took it and she apologizes and um, does actually sincerely mean that she won't take it without permission again. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think she probably gets into a little bit of trouble because she was specifically told not to, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I get the feeling that she's indulged a lot. Uh-huh. Can, can I make, like, a little, like, story suggestion for, like, down the road? Yeah. Like, in the story? Posey, Posey gets her own magnifying glass for Christmas that year. Yeah, yeah, like if she's like really that desperate, mm-hmm. they're just like, well, let's just give her one. <laughs> yeah, so I like that That's so adorable. much. She gets mm-hmm. her yeah. own magnifying glass, mm-hmm. and a um, couple months later, yeah. Aw, I don't know. In I like that, in like the long term, I feel like maybe she does have trouble at school because she is very headstrong, and her preferred name rhymes with nosy, and she asks a lot of questions. <laughs> nosy little posy. <laughs> Nosy yeah. posy. She eventually grows into her full name, which I think I'll just keep for, you know, if you want to know Posey's full name, then you can come to the retrospective. But <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey. I like that. Or or ask Caitlin on the Project Derailed Discord. Yeah, or yeah, do yeah. that because I'll tell <laughs> you. But... Yeah, bit.ly slash derailed hyphen discord. <laughs> hey, yeah. come chat with us. <laughs> but um she does eventually become a t- like a, an actual detective, and she kicks ass. That's that's Aww. how this goes. Oh, I love is Posey. is her private eye like logo a little possum? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah, that's a adorable. With a magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah. What's um What's Odell doing? What, what What is he doing in our epilogue? Um. So I guess we'll start with like immediately afterward. Uh, mm-hmm. So they go trick or treating, and um, while dropping um Posey off at home, I guess um, let's say that Posey's mom is home at the time we get there or mm-hmm. something, and um, I'm I'm dropping I'm dropping uh Posey off and. Um, Odell grabs her by both shoulders and says, "You know, you're 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 something really special." And um, it just kind of like gives her like a like a hug and um, says, "Thank you," as he's um, like hugging her. And um, he says, "I'll see you tomorrow, okay?" And then when he goes home, he uh, he walks in the door of his home um, and he can see the. Uh, light from inside his mother's bedroom kind of mm-hmm. indicating that she's in there and um he he says hey mom i'm home and um and he just says i love you after that um and uh her door opens and uh they have a conversation after that point but i will have the camera cut away at that moment um and um he actually doesn't go to the party that he was intending on going to that night Mm -hmm. um but uh after that point i think uh, like fast forwarding a bit odell like becomes like um i don't know how do i want to describe it 
maybe like more emotionally open um yeah after going through um his experience in the wood um and he um seems to have a little bit more self-confidence in himself and more self-assured um so he goes to high school um and he had he had just started um as we were starting the story so he gets more confident over the course of the year um he ends up finding a group of friends um that he is uh comfortable with his age Mm -hmm. um and those kinds of things so he is um kind of making his way i didn't plan as far ahead like posey i don't have like a years down the line kind of thing for, <laughs> that's, a, that's okay for, that's what the sequel's uh, for, for. Odell, no. yeah. <laughs> there's not an yeah. all grown-up episode with odell that yeah. i have planned yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah yeah i think that like makes sense for odell though because yeah. he was like so focused on like being an adult that mm-hmm. i think letting himself like be a kid and just seeing what happens next is really yeah. good growth for him yeah mm-hmm. i agree yeah, yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I love Odell so much. I love all of your characters. They're all so good. Yeah. Yeah. Posey taught you. Odell to just be what? a kid, you know? Yeah. And she couldn't do it without Odell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Reggie. <laughs> yeah, Reggie. And yeah. Reggie. Yeah. Garbage. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, every Project Derailed podcast needs the uh, the animal mascot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's no XP for this, but did you guys have fun no. through the whole game? No. Just kidding. <laughs> L- Just Luna kidding. shook her head. She was like, no, you did have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Thanks for running it. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Fiona. You're you're all very welcome. I, I was really excited to run this, and I was even more excited when um when we reached out to Adam and learned that there was a second edition coming, and uh, we would get to sort of get a beta version of it from the Kickstarter. Um, I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure if they will, will still be up by the time this episode airs, but if you miss the Kickstarter for this game, um, you can still go and get a, a hard copy. I think through Backer Kit, and uh, after those are fulfilled, I believe that they will be up at uh, at the store. Um, it, it, this is done through World Champ Game Co. I believe that they're at World Champ. Um, or at WC Game Co. on uh, social media. Um, and again, thank you, Adam, for letting us run this like really cool game that I like so much. And um, I'm sorry if we messed it all up, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun with it. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, and thank you, listeners, for listening to this podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Um, and if you're saying, no, you did not have fun, I hope you are joking like Roger. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't get XP. Yeah, yeah you don't, don't get XP. XP. It's they don't get XP. It's super yeah. low stakes here, guys. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I hope I hope everyone continues to find their way out of the woods or to whatever home they uh, would like to go to. Um, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you for a retrospective episode uh, where we will talk about behind the scenes stuff. Um, so you can listen to that if you want to. But our story ends here. Bye. 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 Bye.
Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a Gith Yankee. My character is a Doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're Ravnus, right? Yes. I, 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 and you are? I, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckby Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> ProjectDerailed.com